Good day, good day, good day. And thank you for tuning in to another segment of Let's Be Real. This is your girl, Savannah Ebonique. And as usual, let's hop in with both feet. Today, I want to share with you all a plan of mine. And maybe you want to hop up on it too. It's a great opportunity. It's one of the, the best ways to get what it is that you want. So there's this house down the street that I really, really want. Um, it's bigger than my house. Um, it has more potential um, as far as development and all the great ideas that I'll bring to the table. And I think that it would just, you know, kind of more or less look better in my hands. I'm not going to lie. Not, not to toot my own horn. But I've devised a plan in order to get this house. And I think that it's clever. See, over the past few months, I've been learning about magic tricks and how to present oneself, how to be a uh, professional and how it is that I can swoon people with a few magic words, psychology and marketing. So my idea is to go down with a basket of, let's just say muffins and all different types of pastries. And I'm gonna knock at the door and I'll present them with that. And then I'm gonna draw each one of the members of that household out by using a few of the magic tricks that I've learned with you know a little bit of my marketing and psychology to to uh more or less entice them more and as soon as it is that they're all out of the house and distracted with all of those amazing magic tricks and pastries i'm gonna go into their house and i'm gonna take it i'm gonna go in and shut the door lock it and i'm gonna lock all the windows and Make sure that everything is boarded up from the inside so that they'll never be able to get in. And as they're knocking at the door and banging on the windows for me to let them in, I'm going to let them know and declare that this is my house. You know, it belongs to me now and just to simply go away. And whenever it is that they decide to call the authorities on me, I'll explain to the authorities that legally, it is mine since now I'm in the house and they're outside on the front lawn. That nothing in there no longer belongs to them because I wrote my name all over it. And then on top of that, I've already started settling in and rearranging the furniture. And I mean, the police may go through their steps of trying to get me out. Um, they'll even look at property records and the name on the bills and see that it doesn't match mine. But the greatest proof that I have is the fact that I'm still in the house and I'm still developing from within the house. I'm building so many new things like uh, I added on an extra room so that way you know I could have like a gaming room so to speak and then um, I'm going to end up expanding on the deck just as soon as it is that I can get these people you know out of my way but I'm tearing down walls and just building anew it's looking really good. So after it is that the moral cops end up exhausting themselves and more or less throwing up their hands because you know it's my house and they finally understand that then they're going to go away but those people I think that they're still out there as a matter of fact I think I hear one of their children crying hold on yeah yeah they're still out there but it doesn't matter you want to know what I'm just going to call up one of my people and have them physically remove them from off my land no matter what it takes and then after they're away 
that I'm going to end up developing a fence. And then, lo and behold, these motherfuckers came back. They came back and they hopped over that damn fence. And now they're knocking at my damn door again. Banging on windows. This is, this is so annoying. What don't they understand? That this is my house. So let me call up my people again. And this time they're going to come with bigger guns and whatnot. And uh, they're going to remove these people off my, my land by any means necessary. And after they're removed, then I'm going to end up building a very tall, gigantic, amazing wall. And I'm going to have it surrounding all sides of my house, except for this little pathway behind that leads to a whole nother neighborhood. I'm going to leave that one open. So after they build the wall, I can still hear them climbing over the fence. I can hear the chain link from time to time, but I still haven't seen them get on, get over that wall. So I'm completely satisfied. However, ah, having to do all this remodeling and stuff by myself, it just seems like it's too much of a task. So you want to know what? This is what I'm going to do. That little area that I left open in the back of my house. Yeah, that was an area to a whole different complex. It's a nice looking complex. I mean, it kind of looks expensive and um, I mean, it looks like it has a lot of riches or rich people. So you wanna know what? I'm gonna grab just a few guns just in case, but I'm gonna bring a few coins and some dollar bills or whatnot. And I'm gonna go over to that complex and uh, I'm gonna pay that property manager just a little bit of money and give him a few promises or whatever so that he'll give me the, the keys to all these homes. And then I'm going to unlock all these doors, go inside and whether they're kicking or screaming or crying, it doesn't matter. I'm going to chain them up to come with me. And it's either they come or I'm sorry, but at this point they gotta die. So, um, ah. I was able to round me up about a good 13. We're not going to talk about the ones that we lost because that doesn't matter. I have good 13 strong and also developing people shackled in chains as they're following me back to my house through that little back door. And I'm going to bring them inside um, this little shack that I built um, just before it was that I had ended up picking them up and I'm going to put them in there. And I'm going to keep them away from light. I'm going to give them minimal food. Um, I'm going to use those psychology, uh, psychology tricks that I learned, you know, in order to be able to entice people. I'm going to use a little bit of that and I'm going to break them. I'm going to break them of their spirit because I can't have anybody talking back to me. I can't have anybody trying to challenge me, especially whenever I'm trying to add on to this house. Like, God. So... I'm going to do whatever is necessary uh, within moral or immorally. I'm going to get these people to be able to listen to me, to behave. Because you want to know what? I have a dream and I can't build it on my own. And I've already stolen this place and I'm already doing well on my own. But I figured that more people would be able to help. So once I finally break their spirit and I get them to lose their self-identity and they know me only as master then that's whenever it is that I'll give them a little bit more leeway 
so that they can start helping me to develop. I won't let them have any of the tools at first. They got to do everything by hand until they earn my trust. And anytime that they step out of line, I'm going to continue to correct them. But not only that, I need more workers. So I'm going to continue to go back over to that complex. But then not only that, I'm going to make some of them breed so it can happen faster. It's kind of like, you know, the, the child will be born at, at just the right time. And so as my little community de begins to develop, I'm looking at all the other houses that are around me. And I'm just like, okay, you want to know what? They're nice too. You want to know what this house could possibly be the first one um, as far as like my, my state building or my, my building of official capacity. But I also want another one just because I can. So I'm going to go next door and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to kick them out and I'm going to expand my fences and my walls and I'm going to grab even more people so that they can help me develop my second house. I'll take care of them, don't worry. I always take care of my people. I give them the scraps after they fix me a nice meal. I give them whatever is left over and they're lucky if there's anything left over each time. So after I expand, I take another house, but uh, I have someone very curious trying to figure out how it is I'm getting so much land. and. Why is there so much commotion in the neighborhood? So I let them in on what it is that I'm doing. And I see an opportunity for myself because I'm already expanding, but I do need more money for material in order to keep these people as well. So let me just go ahead and uh, break it down for you. If you want your house nice, if you want it built up, if you have something in your dreams that you can't achieve on your own, then listen, man, listen. I'm going to allow you to buy some of these people off me. I mean, I already have enough as it is. So I'm just gonna charge you, eh, let's say about $100 for this winch. And then about, uh, I think that you could get some good work out of him. So I want $500 for him. And then lo and behold, I gave him some really good people, such good people and so many things got developed that he ended up telling his friend. And then lo and behold, I. I got a business going. So I keep expanding my people, I keep expanding my land, and I keep getting more customers. I'm in the luck right now. And I teach them. I teach them how to treat these people so that they will always listen to you and so that you will always feel like you're God. I, I teach them everything it is that I know. And look at that. By the end of this year, there is absolutely one guarantee. I'm going to be the richest person here and no one else will matter but me. So what do you think of my plan? Is that something that you want to hop up on? Is that something you would want to take advantage of? Because I mean, it sounds good to me. And if you're sitting there and you're, you're looking at me like, you know, whoa, Savant, that was extreme. Why is it extreme for me? But it wasn't extreme for the Europeans to do it. It wasn't extreme whenever it was done to the U.S. As you kick out the native people who are now considered uh, Latins or Mexicans. Or even the people that still stayed on the land and they're restricted to just the reservations. Why is it that it's okay, it's alright for all those people that 
I broke in for all those years, all of their descendants to still have no identity. And even though they were stolen from their home and brought to another one, it still doesn't feel like home. Why is it that it's okay to completely accept that because it's an entire country, but it's not okay to accept that from me? And then not only that, but it isn't just the US. You have India, you have Africa, you have China, and the list goes on. Australia, where there are Aboriginal people who are killed or disliked and called many of the same things that they're called here in the US, but in another language or with a different dialect or with a different term. Why is that fair? And then for it to be accepted or acceptable for you to keep all these people that you already brought down, that you already stole from, that you already stole their identity from, but to keep them down by putting uh, certain systems in place to where they can't have an equal chance. What are you afraid of? Why is it that there's been a bill that's been sitting in Congress since I want to say either the 60s or the 70s that would guarantee equality all across the board, but it's never passed in Congress. So that means that Mr. Joe Smith would get paid the same as Gerard Williams, or that Ms. Nafisa Johnson will get paid the same as Sarah, I don't know, Sarah, let's say Johnson as well, why not? Why is it that that bill has not been argued about, fought about, protested for? Why is it acceptable? Or why is it that we even have to have a paper that says that, hey, you have to treat me like an equal human being because I am just like you, but you dislike me because of how it is that I was born or the religion that I was born into or how it is that I am at my soul. We were all brought here to earth from wherever it is that we come from before to learn unconditional love. And as long as you continue to play into these systems of how it is that um, you're more superior or less superior than somebody, then these will always stay. If you continue to look at the differences in between you and another person, rich, poor, black, white, uh, yellow, brown, um, what music it is that they like, what music you don't like, what it is that they believe in, whatever it is that you don't believe in, and so you feel like you can't ever find a common ground in between you and the next stranger, or how much hate the hardest people that it is to get along with are the people that either know that they hate and they don't want to be a part of that, or the people that don't realize that the environment that they grew up in and how it was that they were raised and the, the different things that they did here over the years conditioned them not to like a certain people. You get what I'm saying? How is that? Why is that? Why do we allow all these small divides to get down to it or to get in between us? Because regardless of the life that you're living, 
or the life that you were born into, you are a soul first and a human second. And my soul says that no matter who you are, rich or poor, and trust me, I know because I've, I've been poor and I also get to see how it is that rich people live because of my clients. They're very well to do, but their misery is no different. They, yes, they can buy whatever it is that they want, but them buying stuff does not replace what it is that they don't have. You could be rich and miserable because they have to be rich and continue to work to keep that status. And then on top of that is the paranoia. It's more or less the same thing that the drug dealers have to deal with as far as that paranoia that someone is always out to get them in their money or that if they stop working, then they won't be able to maintain it. So they're never at home to enjoy their, their spoils. And then a, a, a poor person or a poor working person at that, they have to continue to work just as hard as the millionaire and never really get to stay at home because they're always out there chasing and chasing and chasing, paranoid that they're going to lose what it is that they have. For me, I can't speak for anyone else, but like, I could ride through a hood with no problem. I could ride through any hood with no problem. But where it is that I can't go and feel safe, I, I don't feel safe riding through a, a, a rich neighborhood. Because at any point in time, for me, somebody could just look at me and feel suspicious and worried enough that they'll call the police and that could be the end of my life right there. And it hasn't just been because of uh, the turning point with Trayvon. It's even been before then, that discomfort because of the look and the energy, literally the energy that is in that neighborhood towards me. Why can't you look at me and see that I am a working individual? Why can't you look at me and see that I'm trying to undo all of my ancestral ties and all of that past history, but no matter what it is that I do as far as meditating, as far as seeing you as an equal human being, I get treated less than. And whenever it is that I decide to speak on it, it either falls on deaf ears or I become the same complaining, angry black woman, or in the cases of, let's say my brother, if he ever was like that, then an angry black man. Because then after so long of being told that you're an American citizen or that you're a citizen of some country and you still have to pay into the system the same way as everybody else, but I get no benefit from that. I'm not treated the same. A black woman has to work hard for five years to be considered for one promotion. Five years of hard, endless work, sacrificing her life, her time, her time away from her family, all of that to be considered for one promotion. For a black man, it's around the same if they even get noticed at all, if they don't find a reason or uh, to be demoted. But for both of those successful people, eventually they have to be able to let go at some part or have two faces, maybe even three. So the one that they have at work where they have no real identity, they have to be cohesive or uh, assimilate with those that are giving the promotion. And then you have uh, the face whenever they're in front of their friends, which is the most comfortable face because that's who it is that they, you know, they grew up with, that's who it is that they know. And then the third face, which of course nobody sees, which that third face is the struggle of having to be all these different things instead of themselves. 
you know how hard that is to be able to do that or to have to do that because you're steady looking at simple differences. God brought me here as your challenge to be able to get over that hump of how it is that you feel about me. Because regardless of who you are, regardless of how it is that you feel about yourself, you're still going to have to deal with life struggles the same way that I do. But why is it that we cannot be together as we do this? What is it about you that wants to keep you separate from me? What is it about me? I take baths so I'm clean. I work hard so I can pay bills and I have money. I have family struggles the same way you do. I have life struggles the way that you do. I have dreams and aspirations the way that you do. And I don't blame anybody for the things that I've endured. I've actually tried to get over that, but no matter how much it is that I work to get over that, I'm still just the angry black woman. Because after years, of being told that the world is a certain way, I've always believed that there's no way that the world can be like that because you wanna know what, there's hope, there's God in this world and I still fully believe the last part. But now at 30 years old, I can tell you that the struggle is real. The struggle to assimilate because I'm not one to follow, I'm always one to leave. I lead, I have always created my own path. And because of the independence that I had to have growing up, then it's made me into a stronger person. But not only that, a self-starter. And not only that, I create the, my own rules for my own life. And because I have such a strong head, a strong will, a strong mind, at times, yes, I can be very stubborn, but I have power over a room. I could change the energy of a room. I can make everybody in that place happy or I can make everybody in that place stand up and protest and because of that because of that natural power that I had to develop or that I was gifted at a very early age I'm looked at as a troublemaker or in the words of <laughs> in the words of the director of operations I am toxic because after so long of having to endure the same stuff regardless of the boss that I've had, I've gotten along with all of my coworkers at every single job that I've had. The only people I did not get along with were the people on the leadership teams. And something that I would see would happen is that whenever certain things would happen, then um, my name was brought up as far as how it is that I would do something. Well, Savon said this because of a well, Savon's not the boss, and then they would low-key get mad and start holding grudges. I never said I was the boss. I just hold myself like I am, because that's what it is that I'm used to being. I play my role. We should all be equal. We should all be respected. But don't tell another person or another group of people to get over something that continues to go on that was the message of today's podcast we glorify villains and i don't mean all europeans are villains and all the rest of that the villain currently is that we're glorifying our own hate we're glorifying all that keeps us separate as opposed to breaking down all that all that 
what is it it's like emotion of the mind that's basically what it is because it's you telling your mind something or your mind telling you something and it continues to go on it's your lower self as opposed to choosing your higher self and it's just looking to find the the commonalities in between all of us and don't say don't say that everybody's trying to be a victim no everybody has been trying to be heard for years and for the past four or five hundred years for black people and thousands of more it it just comes upon deaf ears because you don't want to hear how things have come to be you just want everybody to be okay in the moment that they're in but meanwhile everything that happened all those years ago continues to still happen to this day give me equality allow me to be who i am allow me to embrace my culture allow me to embrace my artistry allow me to be whatever skin color i choose to be stop discriminating against one another because they're too light or too dark that's so stupid that is so i don't even mean to use the word stupid it's so asinine why is it that you would blame somebody for something that it is that they can't help or that they could help if they wanted to bleach themselves but is that truly loving someone unconditionally are you practicing what you preach do you love each person that you interact individually and why do you love each person that you interact with because of their commonalities right because of the same thing that they have plus a little bit of something different find that in each person you consider your enemy or in each person that you have conflict with and i guarantee you that your world will begin to change you'll begin to have more peace in your life you'll be able to have more peace in conversations and to all you people that still endure all the workplace bs if you feel like you're deaf or like they're deaf or it's not coming across in in a proper way or that they don't want to hear you and all you keep doing is filling up with rage it's time for you to leave it's time for you to create your own business where it is that you feel safe and where you begin to make the rules and possibly you even change the outcome for somebody else it's time for you to free yourself and finally begin going through the development stages because i'm telling you with the different jobs that i've had it doesn't change everybody's all part of a corporate cycle but that corporate cycle is a racist one too so how about you develop your own corporation and with that begin incorporating new rules new laws that is all inclusive so that you won't have to have that equality bill pass start looking at people as a soul and then a human the same as you not the differences not what it is that they have you check off for your ethnicity and stuff like that look at them as a soul and stop glorifying these villainous ways stop feeling like a victor in a victim because it's not true all that you've done is just oppress many people just to make yourself feel strong but the only thing that that says if you ever remember how it is dealing with bullies is that you have no real power you have no real talent you have no real skill you're just good at taking and i want you to think about that and if you don't have the taking ability or whatever then you're just good at hating but who is it that you're truly hating something that is unknown and that you do not want to get to know or are you hating someone and something else 
because you don't have those talents and because you don't have those skills. It doesn't come natural for you. You may actually have to work for it, which is scary, right? Stop being so afraid. Nobody's here to take over the world. Everybody's just here to live. And regardless of whether or not you like it or not, everybody here is going to be the same complexion as me, just with wavier hair. <laughs> Eventually, in this lifetime or the next. Because in order for us to evolve as human or as a humankind or as a soul or to be able to get up to the next dimension, which is going to be as we keep going with the podcast, I'll get deeper and deeper into it. But we're all here to evolve. And the only way that we can do it is by using four of the letters that are within evolve, which is L-O-V-E, love. Not love the people that are your same tribe. Love everyone unconditionally. Everyone unconditionally. And if you don't feel love from anyone else, Understand, today, tomorrow, the next week, you are my person, you are my people. Regardless of where it is that you come from, regardless of what it is that you endured, regardless of what it is you are enduring, regardless of what it is that you think of yourself, I have the greatest hope in you that you'll be able to under overcome these barriers and get some understanding about this reality and how it is that you can improve it you yourself by practicing love unconditionally with each person each day i believe in you and not only that i love you and i wish you the best on your journey so remember in order to evolve we have to love and stop cherishing these broken traditions which is nothing but peer pressure from dead people that is all that it is we have our time and our ability to rewrite someone else's history to make it improve as opposed to keep giving them a world filled with chaos, war, and separation. It all begins with you. I love you.